Hello everyone. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you. Ah, get yourselves ready. You might be the one I refer the points to next time. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are two words I want to uh, address. I, I mentioned them last in the last uh, in the last uh, class, and they are relax and ordinary. I think perhaps uh, we didn't go too much into explanation because those words already have their meanings and uh, what was intended wasn't the full range of meaning that they already have, but it was supposed to take some aspect of them and then apply them. Okay. Uh, so what does it mean to relax? You hear, you, you hear that a lot, right? And especially when it comes to meditation. You're asked to relax, relax, relax. And uh, sometimes, uh, for some people, we associate relaxing more with the body, not, not, not with the mind. And perhaps after some time, when you're, uh, when you're uh, trying to, to meditate and you notice that the mind is running a lot by itself, and once in a while you might understand what it means to relax. But it's not something that you can just, as far as the body is concerned, you may be able to relax. Just by saying, okay, I'm going to relax. And you initiate the process. But when it comes to the mind, when you're told to relax, it's not something that you feel that you can necessarily consciously initiate. It's something that you just catch yourself doing sometimes. And at the moment that you catch yourself doing it, you're no longer relaxing. <laughs> you find yourself not relaxing as far as the mind is concerned. So let's try to see if we can get to uh, some, uh, some definite understanding or some workable understanding as to what it, what it means when it, as far as meditation is concerned to relax. Okay. And you're asked to also uh, what I was asking you to do, which was what they asked you to do, I was related to you, is to do the relaxing in, in, the, in the ordinary. Uh, probably most of you, if not all of you, uh, maybe most of you, uh, have already uh, taken initiations and you have uh, you started already starting to do mantra. Okay. And I said mantra, not tantra, because I didn't want to go well, anywhere. It's too late. <laughs> so some of you are already already doing uh, higher teachings or uh, more. Uh, what I prefer to say as a more. What was that term that I use? Uh, more. Ooh, it just came and it left without me, not letting me grab it before it left. Uh, drastic. That's the word. Uh, you can consider Tantra to be more dra a more drastic measure okay, in trying to reach enlightenment. So, especially 
we're not back in the old good old days when you were to gradually had to do more and more drastic, more and more drastic, more and more drastic, and there's this level where there's nothing else more drastic you can do than this. That's supposed to be the highest form of tantra. Uh, in this in this modern age, everyone is just thrown into the most drastic way of controlling your of, of practicing. That's the highest yoga tantra, and if you're already familiar with this, uh, the word ordinary comes up a lot. But the word ordinary is something that you're supposed to stay away from because you're told that that's the devil. <laughs> okay. But I, last Friday, I told you rest in the ordinary. Say, wait a minute. I'm a tantrika. I'm doing high sugar. I'm doing the most drastic form of meditation and uh, I'm supposed to stay away from the ordinary. And here, I'm told to rest in the ordinary. So, what do I mean by ordinary? Well, not what necessarily what I personally mean, but uh, a particular line of teaching, they say to rest in the ordinary. What do they mean by the ordinary? Well, what are you supposed to be resting on? What is it that when you're supposed to, you're supposed to what is it that, what object when you encounter it, or when you, uh, reach it, you're supposed to, oh, relax, now I can relax. Well, there are few objects that fit that, that fits that, okay? Uh, one of them is the obvious, it's what you, what you people are always talking about, you know, what you already understood. Ordinary stuff. Ordinary stuff? No, no, no. I mean, what that word is supposed to be referring to. Oh, no, 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 not that. Breath. Breath, no. Come on. Oh. You're kidding me. <laughs> well, I mean, let me rephrase it. What object, when you encounter it, now you can relax? Nirvana. What? Nirvana. Good. Getting, getting close. What was that? Are you More questioning me? Are you saying? <laughs> 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 no, not necessarily direct perception of it, but well, yeah, when you encounter it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Ultimate nature of reality. Okay. So, what woman? Ordinary means ultimate nature of reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in a different way. Okay. Now I have to explain that. It doesn't mean that. Uh, when, I, when I told you last last week, last Friday, rest in the ordinary, and I, what I really meant was hurry up, become an Arya, see the true, true the ultimate reality already, and then rest. And you're supposed to do that in 15 minutes. Okay. Um, did I give you all that time? Uh, only five minutes. <laughs> okay. It was only five. Yeah, you were supposed to do it in five minutes. <laughs> Two minutes was supposed to be preparate. Was supposed to be setting down, and then the last. Minutes supposed to be well, actually not five, it's three minutes. <laughs> okay, um, but it's a different meaning. Okay, uh, and they're all kind of tied up together: the ultimate nature of reality, emptiness, uh, th those kinds of stuff. Okay, and the ordinary and the different ways of it, of, of uh, understanding it. Ordinary meaning. Uh, that term, un, 
unelaborated. Okay? Unelaborated. Is, is, am I supposed to say that? Unelaborated? No, 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 no. So, unelaborated. Okay? So, that's what it means in this case by the ordinary. So, when you look at reality, unelaborated, that is ordinary, that is in its in itself as it's supposed to be, that's its true nature. But it also has it, uh, the reason for using the term ordinary is specifically for someone who's been on the path for some time and they're very busy creating enlightenment. And in the process of creating enlightenment, they're also creating ultimate nature of reality. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say something. Mm. <laughs> in what way are you creating ultimate nature of reality? You went to class, you read a book, and you're told ultimate reality is lack of inherent existence. And you go and you're trying to understand that and trying to gain a direct experience of it. So you're trying to create an object which is the lack of inherent lack of inherent existence. Okay? So that term, lack of inherent existence, becomes something that you're trying to create. You're trying to elaborate, you're elaborating on, on, on the true nature of thing, this nature, lack of inherent existence. Yeah, am I confusing you? Good. I'm supposed to confuse you. <laughs> okay? So what am I talking about? Lack of, you're elaborating onto reality, lack of inherent existence. First of all, when you, when you first heard that term, when you first read it, lack of inherent existence, uh, you've made up your, your mind as to what it's supposed to be. It wasn't that you saw it, oh, look at that, lack of inherent existence, let me go tell someone. It was you were told, lack of inherent existence, without being directly shown something, so you made up something mm. as to what that lack of inert existence is supposed to be. And you go home now you're trying to see lack of inert existence. And what do you do? You are trying to create something that you're going to see that when you see it is going to be lack of inert existence. Lack of inert existence, okay, this is, okay, let me, let me, try, let me try to not confuse you too much. <laughs> Lack of inherent existence is an object you're supposed to discover. You don't sit down to meditate trying to create something called lack of inherent existence. How are you creating, what are you doing that I'm calling you're creating lack of inherent existence? In the beginning, you probably have no idea what this person or what this book is saying when it says lack of inherent existence. What does that mean anyway, lack of inherent existence? I mean, really, what, whoever said it first, what were they experiencing that they say, oh, look, oh, lack of inherent existence. You have to, you have to sort of first understand what that means. And in trying to understand that, <laughs> you may create some more elaborations. And I'm sorry to say, you end up never seeing emptiness. You end up never, never 
you may be able to explain it, you may be able to uh, talk about it as it was described, you become a very perfect parrot, to the point where the person who's listening thinks that, wow, this person really understands what they're talking about. It's just like you're a very good parrot. But you just continue to create more and more elaborations and you keep calling them lack of inherent existence. So when, you, when you're at that level of practice, when you're trying to create the true nature of reality, rather than just discover it, you, your mind goes into a, a particular mode of almost like a, yeah, it's, it's very close to what you're asked to avoid when, you, when you're meditating. That is, uh, that term expectations, you sit down in meditation and you have an expectation. Expectations in a sense of there's hope that you're going to see something and with this hope there's this emotional attachment that if I don't see it, I'm going to be disappointed. <coughs> okay? So you're trying to see lack of inherent existence and you already have this idea in your mind what it's supposed to be. And then there's this hope as you're meditating that you're going to see it and you go through all the gymnastics that you're asked to go through. Oh, it doesn't like it. It, it doesn't inherently exist. My mind is creating it. You go through all this kind of stuff. That is, you're imposing a conclusion rather than just discover rather than coming up with the conclusion. You're imposing a conclusion. And unfortunately, you're holding these imposed conclusions with a mind that is already messed up. With a mind that already believes that it knows what the true nature of reality is. Your mind already, our mind already believes or is already convinced that it knows what's the true nature of reality. And then we take that, we take this misunderstanding and unfortunately this is happening at a subconscious level or unconscious level. Okay. We take this wrong, we take this already wrong understanding, wrong conviction of what the true nature of reality is and then we just now give it a different label. We call it lack of inherent existence. And we keep looking for it. And in, 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 in what we think we are doing as looking, at, we are actually trying to create it. We're trying to make the object that we are analyzing to have that nature. We are, we are trying to paint that object with lack of inherent existence. And our meditation on Wisdom, our meditation on trying to see the true nature of reality becomes something that causes you to only develop discouragement. Or, that is if you're lucky, <laughs> following this line, you become discouraged, which is good. Or you might do something completely dangerous. You might, you might convince yourself that you've actually you actually understand it. And when you reach that level of, of conviction, you are lost. Well, very much being lost. Because there's no need for you to look for it any, any, any further because you, you believe you already found it. And your life hasn't changed much. You're still suffering. You haven't changed your, your suffering much. 
you're still behaving the way you used to. As a matter of fact, you might behave the way you used to with a sense of arrogance. Well, this person behaving this way is a person who knows the true nature of reality. So this person has the right to behave this way. And you may not consciously be saying this, but you act that way and you don't change, you don't seek to change your behavior. And this is supposed to cure something and it's not curing it. And, and, and the thing that is supposed to cure is how you relate with others that doesn't get changed. You don't relate with, there is no change in how you relate with others, there's no change in how you relate with your environment. Whatever you had, you're stuck with it because you already know the true nature of reality. So this was a very kind of long introduction to... <laughs> now, that person, before that person end, ends up with that disease, with, with that it becomes incurable, becomes uh, lost. So now that person has to re-examine what's just there. And that's what we, 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 we that's what usually use the term ordinary. Okay, as it is without you, without you elaborating upon it, without you saying, and this is what it is, right? Rather you uh, imposing upon it as this is what it is. Rather just allow it to just let you know. So the everyday and. And this is also supposed to have a psychological uh, uh, behavioral uh, uh, response. It's supposed to draw a behavioral response from you where it's not just when you're sitting down at 6 o'clock in the morning that you're spiritual, that you're supposed to be spiritual. Okay. It's not only when you're examining this thing called lack of inherent existence that you're actually now examining your face to face with what has that nature. It's when you're waiting for the bus. It's when you're eating your breakfast. It's when you're relating with someone else. All these ordinary things. They're the ones that have this nature that is referred to as lacking inherent existence. If you just look, basically saying, stop looking for something other than what is in front of you. Stop looking for an exalted experience other than the experience that you're having. It has that thing that, 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 that you, that someone calls lacking inherent existence. And I did say bliss last time, right? I said bliss, and I said ordinary. Okay, <laughs> I put the I, okay three words: <laughs> relax, ordinary, and bliss. Okay. Now, where's the bliss in the ordinary? As far as we know, the ordinary to you, somebody else is uh, uh, to quote someone. The ordinary sucks. <laughs> So where's the bliss in that? <laughs> okay. So 
if you allow the, what's just an ordinary experience to simply reveal itself rather than you imposing on it what it's supposed to be you will, re you will realize that at its root it is connected to bliss that's what it means by rest in the bliss of the ordinary not that rest in the ordinary that is blissful rest in the bliss that you can find in the ordinary it's like a, should I give a, a, a I like giving metaphors even though they always know it never be good <laughs> it's like um, there it is a grape <laughs> right inside the grip the the the, the, the grip wait a minute the grape the grape <laughs> I just realized that all these words that sound the same inside that word I can't say now <laughs> there is a seed right so that seed is in there it's not that the whole thing is a seed and you can't say that the seed is not there okay forget seedless grapes <laughs> forget that that's an anomaly <laughs> nature didn't create that <laughs> that's really being a, you know, imposing a nature on something <laughs> okay organic grape okay <laughs> are there any seedless organic grape uh, <laughs> apple there's no, there's no seedless apples. <laughs> we haven't messed up with that one yet. Okay, apple. <laughs> there's, there, there's apple seed inside the apple. So you can say the seed of the apple. Right? So now substitute apple with ordinary. So inside the ordinary, there's, uh, there's bliss. Now if you just go with the skin and say, oh, I don't see any seed, and you, and you throw it away, you never get, get, you never get to the seed. Or if you go up to the, that thing called, core, right? If you go up to the core, but you don't, you might see the seed. But if up to a certain point, <laughs> when you start to see the core, you may not see the seed, right? It's in, uh, I hope I'm correct. It's inside the core. <laughs> okay, good. So the analogy continues. <laughs> so, and you can say, ah, there's no seed in there, so there's no seed in, in, in the apple. So it's the same way, if you just continue with just what is present, you don't have to uh, bring an elaborate object into your mind, and it's only this elaborate object that has this thing called bliss, or it's only this elaborate object that has this thing called lack of inner existence. It is the very uh, anger that you, that, that you experience that has this. Yes, there is bliss and anger. I'm not telling you now go get angry and see if you can be blissful. Okay, that's what I mean. And when you're caught up in it, the way to not be overwhelmed by it is to simply not act and just look at it. Really look at it. Sometimes when we are looking, what we are actually doing is we, we put on the, uh, on the pair of some, some sort of strange pair of glasses and we look in. And when we see only when we see what the glasses, you know, this like uh, these, like playful toy glasses, you know, like with a, either different colored lens or with some sort of like I've seen, you see some with uh, little hearts and you know, those toy glasses. When you look at it, when you look at it through them, 
then you see what's in, what's on the, what's on the lens of the of the, of the pair of glasses, right? And then you take it off. You stop looking over there, and you put another one on, and you're looking at it, and you keep seeing, you keep projecting. Now, what was that example about? <laughs> I was trying to get trying to something. Trying to find the bliss in the... Yeah, trying to find the bliss in the... Oh, yeah. So, if you just allow, if you just allow yourself not to be taken by the anger, and make the anger an object to look at, but not look at it with, oh, it's awful, it's ugly, it's this awful water thing. But if it's ugly, just let your mind see it. Okay? And, and you will notice that the nature of things that allows anger to exist, that is itself connected to bliss. And the reason I use anger, I'm talking about whatever experience you're having, whether it is something that is afflictive, an afflictive experience, or non-afflictive experience, or a very neutral experience, waiting for the bus, that itself has, there's a seed in there. Okay, just like the apple. Okay, just allow it to be. You don't have to impose bliss upon it. Uh, I guess, did I cover bliss? That, that, that was enough covering bliss, right? Well, what do you mean by connected to bliss? And what does that mean exactly? Oh, okay. It means that... You, like you said, that the something about the nature, um, the nature that allows that to about anger is connected to bliss, or like, well, the anger itself is connected to bliss. And like, does that mean if you you look at anger, like somehow you can look at it long enough or in some way, and then you'll feel blissful? Or you're saying that like the nature that allows anger to come about is the same nature that allows bliss to come about? The first one. The first one you can look at anger in a certain way, and then also you feel blissful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try. Okay. <laughs> To trying to what, what that, that yeah. word you say it's loaded. Yeah, Applying yeah. understanding is like you already have the understanding and you're gonna put it on it. Well, <laughs> <I hope> <laughs> <laughs> but if you just uh, just right. wa watch it, you will come to understand it. Okay. And by the way, that leads to how do you eventually one day get to see ultimate reality? You just watch just look okay and add to uh, qualify add to qualify the, the word expectation with the way I the way I described it because sometimes I I, I, I may say uh, in certain meditation hold a certain expectation if it's the, if it's the expectation where you you have a specific object that you're looking for that you're hoping to see and it, it, it is somewhat very emotional in a, in a sense that 
if you don't see it, you will end up being disappointed. I don't, I don't mean that expectation. I mean that expectation in the sense like, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the way the awareness is looking. It's not like uh, completely, but sometimes you can, you can have an awareness which is not, which is not interested in the object. You're supposed to have a, a, an awareness that is interested, very much interested in the object, but not interested in it in the sense that I hope I see this in it. So it's like uh, you just you you go see a, a uh, I don't know, probably another bad example of a metaphor. You go see a play. You, uh, you, your friends then tell you exactly what's what's going how it's going to be, but you're interested in finding out what what's in the play as you're watching it. It's not like you, you watch it without any interest. That's, that's, uh, that's what I meant by sometime when I say having some expect, having a whole, watch it with a degree of expectation. Okay. Uh, if we're doing this as an exercise, should we have the expectation of find bliss in there? Or? Yeah, that you will end up being disappointed. So, so. The expectation of that you will find something. Well, but, but and it could be anything. Trying to get to bliss, uh -huh. and you said by examining, just mm -hmm. like just looking at the anger, or just looking at the experience of waiting for the bus. Um, oh, good, 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 good. That's a good one. So, and I mean, the reason that your question is, uh, is I'm not going to answer your question directly. I'm going to uh, answer what I think is the state of mind that is asking the question. So, if you enter the meditation, like okay, anger, whatever anger comes up and you're looking at anger with the expectation that you're going to find this, that's the expectation where you will end up being disappointed. <coughs> that is, you're hoping to find something that you already, that's already there in your mind. You're holding something in your mind and, you, and you're hoping that it will arise in an object. If you just look at anger, not expecting that this is going to, you're going to be blissful, And just look at anger. I mean, just really look at it without your glasses on. You know, uh, well, if you need glasses, yeah. <laughs> without, without expecting it, without uh, holding in your mind that already has this nature. And you're hoping that this nature will be revealed to you. So, and why is that? Because in actuality, you're doing sort of like two kinds of meditations. You're doing one meditation which is watching the object, and you're doing another meditation which is holding uh, the hope. Okay. So you have to let go of one of them. Okay. And just, I mean, if there is bliss in there, you're going to find it. So why hold up bliss in your mind waiting for it to happen? If it happens, you, can, you, won't, be able, you, you won't have anything to hold. You, won't, you can only have one arm. Okay. Your, your mind only has one arm, it can only, one hand, can only hold one thing at a time. <laughs> okay? If you're already holding something, and then the, the object is going to give you something to hold, your hand's already busy. That was another analogy. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, mm, okay. okay, that's also supposed to give you some sort of a uh, uh, actually, the behavior, right? You're supposed to have uh, hearing those, this kind of instruction, the ordinary uh, resting in it, 
things like that. It's supposed to give you a, a, a kind of a behavior that when you approach something, when you have an experience that is overwhelming, and then you can think that, uh, ah, an opportunity here. And then you just sit back and you just look, look without holding in your in your mind what is supposed to, what you what you're supposed to end up with after long duration of looking at it. Just look at it. And and I tell you that if what you're looking at is something that is completely awful, when you really see it as being really awful, your mind will have a behavior towards it. What would that be that behavior? I gotta stay away from this thing. And you don't have to brainwash your mind to stay away from it because your mind directly saw that it's something that was awful. And I'm talking about imputed awful, projected awful. Okay. Now, I hope that didn't confuse you, imputed, because already you have in your mind what's imputed supposed to be, what projected is supposed to be. Uh, think of it more in the uh, Western psychological way of understanding projecting, not in the, uh, the philosophical Buddhist uh, way that so, so far we've used the word projecting but more in the Western psychology way of, of, of understanding the word projecting. Like, I don't have to explain that to you. Right. If you don't understand it, I don't understand it either, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to project my <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> so, in that sense, don't watch it, throwing at it what it's supposed to be. Just let it, let it reveal itself. If it's awful, let it reveal itself as being awful. If it's wonderful, it reveals itself as wonderful. And at the very core of this thing that is awful, at the very core of this very thing that is wonderful, there is a blissful experience. Okay. Yes. What if you're uh, afraid of yourself not seeing it as awful? Afraid of yourself? Oh, what if you're afraid that you won't see it as awful? Oh, if you're afraid that you won't see it as awful, that means you're already holding in your mind a nature that is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And you have the expectation, may I not encounter that. Okay. And isn't that the inherent existence that you're trying not to see? Yeah, the in inherent existence. Oh, yeah. awful. Yeah. It doesn't now, have oh, which, which one are you referring to? Are you referring to what, what he was just saying, that mm -hmm. if I'm going there expecting to see awful, And that, it, that's already holding something in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the same thing as saying it doesn't have that existence? It doesn't have the existence of the awful until you look at it. Yeah, I mean, there are two things there. Uh, I think you're talking about you, you're expecting it to be awful and you're afraid of encountering that awfulness. No, well. No? No, I'm, uh, I'm saying because it's empty, I'm afraid that I'll see it like, as not awful. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's projecting as as to what emptiness is supposed to be. When, whenever you're about to do a meditation on emptiness, and there's already some sort of emotion connected to it, then you're you're already you're beginning your meditation with the conclusion. Okay. You're already uh, having in your mind this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm supposed to encounter. And you're gonna uh, keep yourself away from having a, that direct experience. If 
the true nature of reality is something that is awful, you're going to find out. You don't have to begin thinking that it's going to be awful. If it's going to be blissful, you're going to find out. You don't have to begin, oh, it's going to be blissful, it's going to be blissful. <laughs> okay. You're going to find out. And you have to be very open-minded. Very open-minded. Only with an open-minded uh, uh, engagement can you, can, you, can you have a direct experience of, of emptiness or the true nature of reality. give you these types of questions or these ideas. So why are, why do we have these things that we're already clinging to when we approach this? Oh, because the mind is very uh, habituated to doing that. It's just a it's just a it's just a habit of the mind. And it has it, it, and it has gone on automatic. So when you ask to relax, it's not gonna be easy. Because what you ask what you're, ask, what you're being asked to do is to stop what has become automatic. Put a stop to it. And how do you actually do it? How do you actually relax your relax? That was supposed to be the first one, right? Uh, right. Then we covered bliss. <laughs> we covered ordinary. Okay. <laughs> now, relax. Which is what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, to take all everything that we've been talking about, relax is looking, is uh, holding a, a particular function of the mind, which is uh, you know, that function that is called being interested in something. Okay. So hold that. I am very interested, but not expecting some specific thing to happen. Just like you're going to see a play that. You haven't been told that what it's about, and you're interested in finding out. Okay, and you're non-judgmental. I mean, completely non-judgmental. You're not judgmental about the person who's doing the, the who's doing the looking. And you're not judgmental about what comes up, what, what 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 you end up what you see. You're not judgmental about the meditation itself. Oh, meditation sucks. I am. I keep thinking this, I keep thinking that, I keep having this memory. All these things are, same, are things you're supposed to be non-judgmental about. Okay. And eventually, I hope this doesn't create an expectation, <laughs> eventually you will be, uh, oh, I just, saw, I just saw that movie again. Uh, what was that called again? What about the dream thing? And Inception. Going in? Inception. Did you, you also that? Did you see that movie? You also yeah. right? Oh, I can't use that imagery then. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, I have to use that imagery. Even though there's a scene <laughs> when uh, the two main uh, players, actors, are sitting like a, at a cafe or something, and then everything is exploding around them. And then, and then but they're very still. So it's having that kind of a mind. They're not running after each thing that blows up and try to, uh, you know, put it back in its place. You just sit down, not moving, but everything is blowing up. Okay. So it's it's like that. And what is everything that is blowing up? You remember something. You have an emotion that comes up. You you you're you're telling yourself. 
Am I meditating? Be quiet. I'm supposed to relax. Am I relaxed? Is this relaxed? What was he talking about? You know, all these are you know, just, they're just things that are exploding. So, and don't be, don't be judgmental. Oh, this, this shouldn't be here, that shouldn't be here. Okay? Don't be judgmental at all. Just watch the show. Okay? That's what it means to relax. It doesn't mean that there's no explosion going on whatsoever in your mind. And as soon as an explosion is about to take place, you're supposed to run after it and then you know, stop it. So just with a very heightened sense of curiosity, a very heightened sense of I'm interested, and uh, uh, a very uh, heightened sense of seeing something for the first time, just watching for the first time, and then just whatever it is is going to reveal itself to you, that kind of mind. And you are just watching all those things that are happening in your mind. That's what it means to be relaxed. It doesn't mean that your mind is completely still and there are no thoughts going on whatsoever. And if there's a thought coming up, you're supposed to smash it. If you go smash it, is that relaxing? That's, your mind is being active. There's an explosion over there, you run after it, another explosion over there, you run after it, and you end up being scattered all over the place. And in that very relaxing stillness, not expecting what you're seeing to have a particular nature or to be one particular way or another, then you start to notice something about it. Don't get excited yet. <laughs> this is just starting to notice something about it. And then that might peak, uh, not peak, peak your interest. That is, it strengthens that oh, I'm interested function of your mind. And then, without trying to do anything, well, you don't want it to continue. You don't want it to stop. Okay, just let it let let it continue. Okay, it's, it's just like uh, if it is blurry. That's what it is. What is the nature of blurry? What's the nature of blurry? Come on. Huh? Out of focus. Out of focus. That's what it is. It's out of if you're seeing something out of focus, that's what it is. It's out of focus. Don't try to make it focus. That's not what it is. It is out of focus. Okay? So if your mind is, even if your mind is dull, don't try to make it not dull. Just look at it. Oh, look at that. I think that's what they call dull. And if you're feeling sleepy, <laughs> look at it. Look at that. I think that's what they call feeling sleepy. And you're very interested in finding out that about that thing called feeling sleepy. And if your mind is having explosions going over the place, look at that. I think that's what they call having explosions over the place. <laughs> and that, I think that's what it is. And then you're your ability to, and your, your discerning. And, I don't know, some people have problem with that word. I, have problem, I don't have problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As uh, explosions are occurring and uh, you're witnessing them, is it bad to turn your attention to the explosions or should you just... You know, just like, a, like a 360... Like you're, 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 just, you're just sitting in the middle having a 360 view. So, 
but as soon as you shift your attention to one of the explosions and you're coming up with, out of that awareness or out of that place you're supposed to be, out of that relaxation. Do not come out of it completely. Make that itself become an object. Look, I have turned. Right? Look, the mind turned its attention. I think that's what they call mind turning attention. <laughs> okay? So make everything that, that is, every single thing that happens in the mind becomes something that you're observing, that you saw. Don't be, I say, absolute non-judgmental. Okay? When, when you're doing directed in, in like intentional meditation, yeah. focusing on your breath, and then you become aware that you're, I don't know, angry or whatever, and you're supposed to redirect your attention back to your breath, isn't that conflicting over anger at the same time? Yeah. But the meditation you're talking about is watching the breath. And the breath is supposed to be the only thing that supposed to be in your mind and if anger becomes the object then you switch objects and that's training your mind to be distracted or strengthening the, the distract this the dis, distractibility Distract. strengthening distraction right so, so that, that's like the opposite of what you're saying you should take your mind back and, uh, in this in this one you're not taking your mind anywhere Letting go. That is, this is what is called, referred to as relaxing. And in the very relaxing itself, in the very mind just sitting there and heightening its, that functioning of interest, that functioning of, that function of, uh, of uh, just aware, in that very experience itself, you will start to, the objects will start to appear differently. That is, more and more, uh, sorry, connected <laughs> to an experience of bliss. So, so, in so the and this bliss, this is what I mean by. Well, I keep saying this is what I mean by. Blast. Uh, this is what I mean by. <laughs> it's not that you're creating this bliss. This bliss wasn't created. It just dawned. And how did it come up? Just by watching what's just being ordinary. So that so is the last meaning of resting in the bliss of the ordinary. Okay. So I'm just kind of conjoining the last two questions with what mm -hmm. you just said. Um, let me just give you a scenario. You're you're watching your mind mm -hmm. and there's, it's moving very quickly and you're following object object to object and mm -hmm. your reactions and making that the object. And at some point when you do this type of meditation it tends to happen you're the objects start coming a little more slowly, they start to flesh out more. You can see the, they're arising more, abiding and dissolving, and, and and your mind starts to get tired of going to many different objects naturally, right? And then there's there's this point where maybe maybe an object's dissolving and there's a, a little gap or something. Should we maintain equanimity at all those points? Or if we start to, for example, if an object is dissolving, there's a little gap and there's a little bit of bliss, should we try to zero in on that? No, don't zero in. Don't zero in. No. So when we start to feel some, some bliss, we shouldn't try to maintain it, we shouldn't try to wield that, no. we should just let it move on. Then move on, yeah. And the gaps are no better or worse than mm -hmm. the arisings. Right? Because it's this very... Uh, uh, here's uh, something that might answer the, uh, emphasize the point, is what were you doing before the bliss came up? Keep doing that. It's not that you created the bliss and then this came up. 
So it's just, okay, that's bliss, and then... Oh, look at that, that's bliss. Okay. Yeah. Look at that, that's bliss going insane. Okay. Bad. It will train the body to, to facilitate whatever process was going on right mm -hmm. before the bliss came up, mm -hmm. and so you'll start generating more. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But without trying to hold in the bliss. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes? So if we are rela relaxed enough to look at our anger, mm -hmm. and then uh, at our judgment, so we will actually should have a sense of kind of funny, or like you feel whole things kind of funny, mm -hmm. or fascinating, mm -hmm. before we can get to bliss, because we realize a little thing can get us angry. Mm -hmm. Is that how we get to bliss? Like, um. Just really relaxed and just look at it. No, not relaxing uh, in a sense of if you're angry. If no, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it this way, purposefully. Not that if there is anger, you're supposed to become angry. That's what I mean by to to relax in it. If there is anger, don't become angry. Don't try to push it away. Don't try to identify with it. Just look at it. That's relaxing. But if you find yourself all hype, all, all caught up in it, and then you're fighting not for it, for it, it's like you're about to be possessed by it, and you're fighting the, the, not to be possessed by it, then you know you, you are angry. You're not watching anger anymore. And that is the only way to be free of the of uh, manipulating, or being influenced, or being controlled by anger, is to really look at it. Don't approach anger. So that thing is awful. Why? Because it says so in the book. Everybody says it's no good. That's why it's no good. But your mind is not convinced yet because your mind finds a little pleasure in it. Okay. So you have to go and see. Wait a minute. Ah. There's no pleasure in there whatsoever. I made up the pleasure. That's why my mind is still connected. My mind is still convinced that it's a good thing for me. Again, I just threw something that makes you have expectations. <laughs> okay. Oh, a lot of questions tonight. Very good. So when I say relax, you understand? A bit more, a little bit better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm, next time. Okay. Something about what you were talking about the meditation you were mentioning. But if you're following the breath, I'll I'll talk about next time. Okay. <laughs> because uh, it's already uh, late. Oh, because it's, uh, uh, sorry. I have to uh, make this announcement. Uh, uh, you can start preparing yourself. No. <laughs> uh, uh, meditation will be right back after these messages. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, thank you very much. Jimba and Yulia are in Haiti, and they're saying it's boiling hot and it's raining, so they're in Haiti. So they're gonna. <laughs> So thank you very much for your for your for your donations and your 
whatever you had to do, whatever you did to help them get there. And, it's, and not just, we weren't just helping Yulia and Jimba, you were helping those people who were going to be receiving the treatment from Yulia and Jimba. Okay. Especially, you know, um, like I, the first, first time I mentioned this is that it wasn't just someone coming and giving you medicine that was, that was which was the very uh, beneficial thing that they were receiving. It's meeting someone who's there because that person cares for them and actually being in the presence of that and experiencing it. That's the, that's the real medicine that they're getting. The little drops and little things like that's the, that's the camouflage. Okay. So now you're, because of your help, they're over there and administering that, that med medicine. Uh, and also, I, I heard this incredible, wonderful news, and I'm, because I guess I'm so close to Jimba, I feel like if I ask for something for him, I'm asking for something for myself, and I don't like doing that kind of stuff, so Jimba has not benefited from that. <laughs> so I'm glad that to hear that the, uh, a lot of you also uh, not only help him to go over there, but also when he, when he gets out of, from there and goes to, uh, back to meditating, back to uh, in his retreat. You also, so a lot of you donated uh, so that he can uh, continue to do that. So I'm very, very thankful okay, for that. So that's, was that the only announcement? Oh, you can still donate. Okay. Yeah. So I'll Megan. Megan? Megan. Yeah. Okay, talk with him if you don't know Megan and he'll connect you with Megan. All right. Uh, oh yeah. Last. Uh, we sorry. It's a long commercial. <laughs> long announcement. As this is uh, not much. Uh, it's very very brief. Uh, the introduction is longer than. <laughs> okay. Here it is. <laughs> because we, there's like a teaching in uh, Connecticut tomorrow. I'm gonna be going there. I have to be there very early, so I, I won't be able to have the. Uh, the, uh, the question after. So next time, okay? So you won't be able to hope do that tonight. Okay, sorry, next time, okay? All right, yeah, that was it, okay? So if you were get preparing, you should be already prepared now. Okay, let's go, relax. Enter this without, with the the thought, with, with the intention. I'm not going to create a state of mind. I'm going to not going to make something up. Whatever the mind wishes to do, that's fine. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and observe. Remember this little object called sense of ease that becomes 
some some form of tranquility that becomes eventually joy and so forth. So just keep your mind aware of that also. So you sort of need something to sort of initiate the process. You could take your breath, or you could just start remembering, or you could just look at your mind exactly as it is. And it could be the state of the wellness movement. Just look at your tongue.
just stay aware of whatever level of tranquility that you're experiencing and notice that in this tranquil state there's absence of striving yourself holding on to this state even when you're relating with others and it doesn't matter how they are relating with you you maintain this level of clarity this level of tranquility and seeing how this state is beneficial for everyone, you and those that you're relating with. Let your heart now embrace all beings everywhere, especially those who have never had this experience. And understanding how it is because they are lacking this experience that they allow their destructive emotions to control them and only put them into more even worse situations and thinking this way compassion arises in your mind in your heart let it rise let it fill you and embrace them with this compassion. And let the compassion get to a degree of strength where you're willing to let go of this very tranquil state. Not let it go and throw it in the garbage, but letting it go and giving it to those whom you are embracing so they can have a taste of it, so they can be less controlled by their afflictive emotions. And hold on to the conviction that just having this will, this wish, makes it so. And you can add to this a visualization where this tranquil state leaves your heart in the form of lights, goes into their minds and fills them with this tranquility. So they too react in a way that is beneficial to them, to their environment, and those that they're encountering and relating with.
replicate whatever merit you may have gained through this? Think of some, anything, something specific that is of concern to you and or the ultimate goal. Thank you.